Hey, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the next episode of The Water Trio. I'm here with my colleagues and friends in arms, Kelly Surtees and Cassandra Tyndall. Hey, gals. Hey. Hey. And we're going to be talking about the energy, the astrology and the energy of the week starting Monday, the 1st of July. So new beginnings, maybe? Yeah, a new month. Ahead. New yeah. week. Everything oh. new, new. Yes. So how have you girls been? What have you been doing? <laughs> well, um, I'm just working. I mean, working and packing and making sure that we have all the documents for the cats to come on their first plane trip, which is crazy, but that's our life right now. Uh, so what is it? First of July. So we actually have the moving company coming in this week to pack up our house. That is a benefit that we've got provided by Peter's employer, um, which has definitely taken a huge part of the pressure off the move. But it is, you know, it's a big week astrologically, Mm -hmm. just in terms of, you know, we've got a a really dramatic eclipse coming through and it is a big week for us because we're packing up our home in Canada. Uh, What about you two? Well, I'm going to be off in a national park somewhere camping because it's the first week of the school holidays here in Queensland. So kicking it off with a weekend or a few days camping with the kids and some of our liars friends from school so that'll be a cool, cool experience and then coming that's fantastic and coming back to celebrate the eclipse with some of the lovely ladies from the new moon gatherings so it's going to be my last new moon gathering actually decided it's it needs to morph into something new so that's going to be happening this week oh wow me. so this is like the final in this iteration yes. and then you're going to it's going to have a transformation of its mm-hmm. own. It's a perfect energy for the eclipse, it feels like. So that's what's happening for me. What about you, Very Cass? exciting. Yeah, I'm just super busy catching up with clients, um, course material, writing. Yeah, just sort of under the pump a little bit, just catching up with everything and busy, busy. So it's just, yeah, nothing particular to announce. It's just kind of uh, in the background getting lots of things done, catching up with my clients and, you know, the things that I'll be releasing in the next couple of months are just sort of in the pipeline. So, yeah, super busy here. Hmm. It feels like a really interesting week Mm. because we're into, like, the eclipse tunnel, basically. So I always feel like the eclipse season is this weird portal where we're sort of between versions or incarnations of our life. And, uh, you know, this week definitely has that doors opening, doors closing kind of tone to it. The betwixt and between. That's a beautiful phrase, Lishi. Yeah. That's a beautiful phrase. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting. Yeah. I wrote about this on my, on my, on my website the other day. It's, it's called liminality or the liminal point where you're, it's used with rituals and, um, you know, coming of age rituals where you've left behind the person you were, but you're not quite forming who you are yet, the next stage you're moving into, and they call it the liminal stage. And so doorways, hallways, in fiction, in in literature, in movies and things like that can can indicate that. Um, so for those who've been watching The Handmaid's, ta- Handmaid's Tale, they've been using the liminal, like the doorways and corridors a lot because it's like there's movement from one place to the next. So it, um, yeah, it feels like that's really what this time is about. It's like a liminal phase. 
Yeah, that makes complete sense, Lishi. And some of the research I did when I was putting together my keynote from Norwalk, I was looking at this idea of the psychological concept of transitions, mm. where it's like, uh, you know, endings are actually beginnings and beginnings are actually endings and things like that. And a particular gentleman, William Bridges, did some research on this and he talked about this in-between space, which is like when you are in transition. Yeah. And he said that's what people want to rush through but because it's quite uncomfortable to be in that I don't have the familiar touchstones but I don't have new touchstones yet. But he talked about how that's where all the growth and all the kind of internal evolving and developing happens. So I guess that's a good clue for people who might be feeling a little uncomfortable this week uh, that there is a lot going on deep beneath the surface even if it just feels a little... A um, little kind of frustrating up top. Yeah. Well, it's the same as the cocoon, you know, the analogy of the, caterp- the caterpillar moving into a butterfly because the reason we never see footage of that, no one's ever been able to do it, is because the caterpillar actually digests itself into a, into a cell soup and what's left behind are blueprints in cell groups from which the butterfly forms, but it literally goes down into its most basic structure, goes right into it, processes itself before it can then transform into something new. So in that chrysalis stage, it's literally just goo. And that's first oh, I love for it. Us what it feels like. I've been explaining that to clients a lot lately and everyone's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my God. Goo and goopiness. That is hilarious. Yep. yep. Pluto South Node, Saturn South Node. I think oh it is goodness. hard for people, um, for all of us really, in some respects, it's that meantime phase um, that is sometimes the most scary to have to endure, you know, whether you call it treading water, marking time or the meantime phase, it's sort of like that, that leap of faith that has to take you from the one point to the next point and not really sure of that in between stage is often, uh, the thing that kind of is really hard or it's almost sometimes the, the stopping point or the blocking point where people, um, want to take the next step in something in their life but they're not really sure what happens in the process of going from one part to the other part and we're kind of in that other part now so in that that the time in between and even the time in between eclipses at the best of times can feel a little bit like that where time and space feel a little different but on this occasion I think it's going to even perhaps be a little bit more poignant or intense for people because of all of the Saturn and the South Node stuff that is in combination with the eclipses. So uh, it's, it's kind of exciting, but at the same time it is, um, it's different and it can be sort of, we'll all experience it differently, but I think it's also to understand or to um, be aware that it, it is not something that lasts forever. It's just part of that process. You know, you sort of got to like crawl before you walk um and yes and that's a little bit like that now we want to get to the next place but it's um you know are we there yet not quite yet but mm. we're we're in the we're on the road and we're moving through and we'll get there eventually yeah yeah mm. i love it um Lee, sorry, were you going to say something? Well, I just thought, I mean, we may as well just jump straight into the eclipse. I know we do have something to speak about beforehand, but because we seem to be already there. Oh, you know, let's go, let's go do the eclipse. Um, So this is happening. It's 5.16am here in Australia on Wednesday the 3rd. Um, So that makes it Tuesday night in the States. And 
really <clears throat> what we're seeing now is the north node highlighted this is a north node eclipse this is highlighting the cancer side of things and one of the biggest things for me is the need to be in our feelings, the need to be in that place of vulnerability, the need to actually sit there, not run away, not be hiding. I'm going to innovate Ooh. on the screen while you talk, oh, Leash. Go Kel. I was like, oh, let's just speak about doing things differently. Let's just put the chart on the screen. So for anyone who's watching the video on YouTube, um, I've actually just got the chart. So Leash, you were saying, sorry. Just being in that cancer space of being in the soft, mushy inside of things but you know because the sat the satins on the south node there is the potential for pain with this as well this is happening opposite satin so there is there is the potential for pain in this but the thing is you know this doorway we're talking about this corridor we're talking about if we don't feel it and if we don't release this pain and if we don't release the grief or any of these other things, which the South Node has the potential to do, <coughs> what it's going to be is what whatever we build up, the structures we build up on the other side of this, the pain will still be woven into it. It will still be there. So it's like... I don't know. Often people are like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to move. I'm going to change. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to move to a new place and I'll be a different person. But if you don't leave your baggage behind, then all you do is just carry it with you and, and set it up and, you know, give it a little room in your new house. So the point of this, for me, one of the biggest things with this eclipse is, is letting go of the past, you know, which cancer can actually do. It can look at the past and let it go and, and, leave it where it is um and go okay I've, I've moved past that i'm moving through this doorway i'm moving through this corridor it's time to open it up into a new future and the possibilities that are there so you know and for anybody who <laughs> I, I see so much on social media about yeah you know let's do an let's do an eclipse intention setting it's really not what eclipses are about eclipses are, are really about we don't know what's going to happen. You know, the kings and the queens of old knew that eclipses would shake things up. So it's not about looking forward into the future in a way. It's about releasing and letting go as well. So it's a much like a full moon um, rather than a new moon. So definitely not a time to be really setting intentions. Well, that's my take on it anyway. What are you guys thinking? Cass? <laughs> um, to me, this eclipse feels a little bit like ground zero and getting really clear about your priorities, about your feelings, um, and about how to move forward. Um, ultimately, it still is a North Node new moon eclipse. So there is this feeling of a push forward and a push ahead, but it's also about letting go perhaps of the past or getting clear about your priorities. You know, South Node and Saturn there. Um, you know, as you were mentioning, um, she about pain it could be you know about old responsibilities things that are holding you back things that you don't no longer want to be attached to because they are dragging you down from some kind of emotional perspective so um i feel that there is that potential to be kind of confronted with a reality that you can't deny anymore then you've got to make a choice about how you want to move forward from that how you want to evolve from that and you know there is a sort of a really beautiful possibility around it you know it's cancer it's totally. protective it's um nurturing it's uh, you know nourishing and it might be about you know really kind of getting clear and going okay well 
that responsibility, that part of my past or that part of, um, you know, an obligation or something that's kind of like being uh, lingering. So I'm done with that. I'm moving on to the next best thing or letting go of something um, so you can move on to the next thing and know that it will be perhaps a little bit more of a, a nourishing or nurturing point that you're moving into. I sometimes think, you know, the energy of Capricorn we can kind of get stuck in things because it's just what we're stuck into. And sometimes we don't know we're in that rut until, you know, we at that point where we're just like, I can't do this anymore. So this might be that, okay, I'm done with it. And I'm going to move on to something that is more supportive of, of, you know, the cancer side of your life or something that kind of feeds you back. And I often think of uh, the analogy that I use sometimes when you know, there's a part of, your life that might be like dragging you down and or, or, or you know pulling you down and it's just about severing that tie or cutting that rope and it's not until you choose to do that you realize that in order to kind of feed one area of your life and you were sending it a life raft and instead of it you know helping you it's pulling you down um, that satin south node can be very heavy very um uh like um uh, you know just that that pulling feeling that dragging you down it's like mm. cut that tie cut that thing and move on to something like a new pasture a new horizon something that feels um, a lot more supportive of what you want for the future and for the long term yeah for sure i think the the saturn south node which is peaking on uh the 4th of july but as we can see is really going to be a theme all week mm. There is that heaviness or that feeling of being bound and limited, of being weighed down by obligations or duties and then being restricted for things that might nourish you or feed you. Um, it's, it's a really interesting interplay. And I, I do sort of see with this new moon eclipse, you know, it's a very tight eclipse. The sun and moon are together at 10 um, Cancer and the node is at 17 Cancer. So they're very close to each other. So you know, this is sort of more of a total type eclipse. The closer the new and full moon is to the nodes themselves, the more intense the eclipse can be. And being a new moon eclipse, being on the north node, it definitely has that feeling of wanting to push forward, to break new ground, to feed or nurture things that will carry you into the future. Uh, you know, the nodes are these very hungry points that are kind of never satisfied or never satiated. And that feeling of urgency or that sort of extremism is really likely here. Um, and it's definitely adding a lot of intensity uh, to to this week. But I think the whole month of July, because of course we're going to have another eclipse in two weeks time. The whole month of July has this sort of heightened eclipse uh, intensity uh, going on. Yeah. So very powerful kind of start to the week, really, with the eclipse. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, the feeling of this, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, in a way, it's like, it, you know, it's not going to kill you. But the whole point is, it, it's like, you know, when you really go into things and you grapple with them and you get that that's where the strength lies, you know, feeling mm. of what you have to let go of and knowing that, you know, even if you try to put energy into that, it's the south node, it's not going to go in, go anywhere. And I've seen quite a few people that are like, they've been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's like, when am I just being persistent? 
and when is actually the universe saying no it's it's like that this will be the week in which that peace will be realized when it will become obvious okay you know it's time to let go um it's no longer or oh okay i can see the light at the end of the tunnel yes i can move forward into this there is you know i just there's just that bit more of a push to get into it yeah yeah, it's it's a very intense week. Sorry, Cass, were you going to say something? No, no, I was just agreeing, yeah. Yeah, super intense. So two big things that we've been talking about there, the new moon eclipse in Cancer on the 2nd, the 3rd if you're in Australia, and then the Saturn-South Node conjunction, which we did have one iteration of already back in April, I think. Um, and that's the kind of decluttering, purging Marie Kondo thing. Um, so we're getting another version of that coming through this week. Um, but there's a few other things happening what th- this week. Kel, can I ask you, you a quick question yeah. before you go? Because I do remember mm. you talking about this. The fact that we're having an eclipse close to solstice. I think you've talked about <clears> this <throat> in the past. And what's what's is there a signification yeah, with this? For sure. Look, I think um, when eclipses are sort of within a day or two of the okay. solstice, that tends to create some really extreme weather patterns. Okay. Um, so this might be technically a little far from that. Um, But because it is a very tight eclipse, we might also get some very weird or extreme weather patterns coming through. Because, you know, when we have an eclipse, we get the sun and the moon and the earth all on the same plane, Mm. which just creates um, a little bit more of a a dynamic influence, even physically in in terms of tides and and weather patterns as well. So. That's something to kind of and and for all of our US listeners, which I know is where even though we're three Aussie gals, I know a lot of our listeners are from the, the US of A. This is actually a huge holiday week in North America. Canada has their um, so Canada's first um, of July is their sort of big summer celebration, and then of course the fourth of July is the huge holiday celebration in the US. Day. So. Yep. Yeah, the Independence Day. So this is, I think, just adding that intensity into this week, um, knowing that there's a lot of people doing different things outside their normal schedules anyway. And then when we throw in the eclipses and the Saturn South Node pattern, um, you know, you might be feeling, I'm wondering about, I always think about holidays and how we get into the habits or the traditions Mm. that we have around different holiday celebrations. And I wonder with the Saturn South Node, which does peak on July 4th, whether there's that feeling of like, I'm really done with celebrating this holiday in this way. And maybe I'm a bit burnt out by it. And I'd like a lower key, kind of more simple, maybe more meaningful, but with less frou-frou and drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's letting go of the traditions just because it's what's done doesn't mean it's it's what has to continue to be done. It's like, it's not what I do. It's the reason why I do it. So getting into that and understanding that totally. I think we talked about that at Christmas as well, didn't we? So, you know, because that was highlighting again then too. And it will be, that will be the next eclipse season at the end of this year on those same points will actually be Christmas again. So it is a breaking of traditions in terms of celebrations maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, you know, it's good to realise that, you know, we create traditions for a certain purpose mm-hmm. and under a certain mindset and sometimes we outgrow that yeah. and it's okay you know, to quote uh, a movie that I'm just still obsessed with, The Star is Born, uh, it's it's okay to let the old ways die. You know, it's, this, it's a beautiful song that appears very early in the movie and it just talks about, yeah, letting the old ways die. So I know I'm mildly obsessed with that cast. 
Don't worry, I caught you... it on the plane on the way over to the US. That's right. So I, and you did I, I took tear one up, for the water trio team and I watched it. It's and good. you got a tear in your eye, so you know oh, what I'm Oh, you had to tell about. everyone that, Kel. Yes, <laughs> yes I do. I want people to know that you are a, bit, a softie. I am getting a bit sensitive in my old age. Yes, oh, it was, stop. It was a little stop. bit... Uh, Oh, yeah, it was a good it's movie. It's a total tearjerker. I bawled the whole way through it, especially at the end. Anyway. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I was a little I've bit impressed by Bradley Cooper. I never thought about him much before. but A little bit impressed? Yeah. Um, Both yes. of them. And the chemistry between them. Holy moly moly. Holy moly. Um, look, I also was completely oblivious to how talented Lady Gaga was and to hear her voice, I was like, okay, yeah. respect. She I have to say, I didn't the like chemistry. her before the movie because all I ever saw was the shock value and I was a bit like, oh, really? Right. All I saw was meat dresses and, you know, weird headpieces. But after that movie, I learned, you know, I did my research and, um, yeah, I must say I've got a whole newfound respect for her. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's a little sidebar of letting the old ways die <laughs> with the sad and south note. So <laughs> we're going to be going down music land. Who's so up? What? Yeah. What are the? First what else up, do we want to talk about the, this week? Um, Mars moving into Leo. Was that you, Cass, talking about that piece? So it that's was on Tuesday. me about talking about Mars in Leo. I'm a bit of a fan of Mars in Leo. So we've got Mars moving back into a fire sign, which will certainly heat things up or you know fire you know this happens pretty much under the influence of the eclipse too so monday um, night in the u.s tuesday morning here in oz yeah yeah so i mean that's kind of bringing in uh, you know a bit of heat and a bit of fire and a bit of passion into things and so you know mars in leo i it's good aspect for getting things done but also kind of you know focusing on the the, like i love that kind of slow burn energy of leo Mm. it's fiery it's dynamic it's energetic but it's also putting a little bit of energy into things that last now i also find with people who have mars in leo like they have this like internal inferno within them that sometimes gets a little bit it's not always obvious and it's not always um visible because you know even though like leo is this sort of out there sign and got the reputation to be that but i find sometimes it's got this almost like a bit of a back background influence where they have this like raw inferno of power and it just kind of keeps them maybe not not front and center of things but definitely there's that endurance component so while there is this sort of eclipsy energy there's you know endings and beginnings mars and leo can sort of help keep you uh, sort of focused on the long-term things you know that slow fixed fire and that yeah you know keep the um the coals turning through the season of change um and keep you sort of fiery and focused but not burning out i mean if it was mars going into sag or mars going into aries it i feel like it wouldn't be maybe quite as supportive but i feel like Mars just moving into Leo under that eclipse energy is going to give you that, um, uh, yeah, it's the stamina almost to, to deal with everything that's going on right now. How about you totally. girls? What do you think about it? Well, as soon as you said Mars in Leo, I was like, oh yeah, Beyonce, because yep. she has Mars in Leo, um, which is just that, you know, the flair and the drama and the creativity, but the staying power, you know, mm. she has been able to incarnate and go through different iterations in her career 
and you know she just works very hard work ethic and just keeps going which is mars in a fixed sign can be slow to get started mm. but once he's he's moving he's a really good finisher yeah. basically um i mean i'm just happy to get mars out of a water sign i'm thrilled we've had six weeks of mars moving through cancer and we start a new month first of july mars moves into leo so it is a little bit like the cosmic mojo or the cosmic kind of fires of, of motivation and, and passion uh, you know, really burning strongly and brightly. Uh, the other thing with Mars from a slightly technical perspective, coming out of Cancer, Mars has now escaped the pressure of the Saturn-Pluto nodal mm. influences. And Mars in Leo can now just benefit from that lovely sign-based trine from Jupiter in Sag. Yeah. And so to me, it really feels like there is a lift. I know there are some eclipses that we're going to be dealing with through July, but I'm very excited about Mars moving into Leo and that sense of rising up, looking for inspiration and getting sort of more of that vision about where you want to go and what you're going to do to help you get there. Yeah, totally. And for me, I'm just glad that Mars is not going to be in Cancer when the eclipses are going on because I just don't think we need to add that extra fuel to that fire um, of what's possible there. And you know, I think, Kel, you've talked about this analogy, but, you know, this is fixed fire. It's it's the hearth fire that burns all night, you know, that, that endurance mm. you've both been talking about. So there is that possibility. I feel like it's going to add a strength and a confidence to our actions at this time and to what's possible. There is this, you know, this is the sign of the sun. This is the sign of of being able to shine bright, uh, of being able to, you know, and, 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 and just feel more confident within ourselves. So I feel like there'll be a more self-assured nature to what's going on um, than the, the, the feeling of Mars in Cancer, which has been tricky. You know, Mars has kind of not known its place in Cancer. Um, it's been circling around and trying to work out what to do and where to be, whereas now it can really get its mojo on, it can focus, it can get direct, and it can really get in, you know, with the fixed energy, just go in a straight line and, and just keep going and keep going and keep going. This is... Um, who's the marathon runner, tall guy, African-American? Hussein oh Ball? Yes, who has Mars in Leo. You know, just... Does he? No, the sprinter? No, marathon run. Anyway, there's one of them. I'll have to do my research. Okay. That's really bad. I've forgotten that. But just runs with chest open, you know, totally like, woohoo, let's let's get this going and, and like could go forever. So it's kind of got that energy to it as well. Yeah, the burning, the fire that burns all night, that burns strong and steady yeah. when well over fueled. time. When well fueled. When well and that's fueled. The thing with yeah. this as well to bring in is to remember to fuel yourself well. So yeah so that's definitely a big energy shift so there's a lot going on this week as well yeah um and just that see how we're going time wise we've been i think you're going to talk about that last piece which is on the thursday am i yes wasn't oh the saturn south well we kind of touched on that already i think with the when we're yes. talking about the eclipses yes. um and the clearing out and the decluttering i'm like oh my god did i forget <laughs> something um, maybe i had that conversation in my I head which in. happens now that i'm a little bit older yes uh yeah, so it's it's definitely, you know, Mars moving into Leo at the start of the week, there's that feeling of like renewed energy and motivation. Then we have the eclipse, which highlights emotion and transition and the balance between past and future and 
what am I doing in the present? Am I staying with the past or am I trying to get to the future? And then, yeah, the Saturn South Node on Thursday, which it is a purging energy. It's, it's, I'm just thinking we will, you know, we'll be dealing with moving and packing up our house. And for us, it's, it's not just the physical stuff, but it's the emotional transition around the end of an era. Mm. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying everyone's going to have that, but yep. you may have something along those lines, either in your career, in a friendship sector. I mean, it's the end of the an era for us because we're physically moving away, mm. but that's creating this cascade of like end of an era, you know, with our friends and with my partner's professional peer group. So there's all these kind of um, flow on effects of things won't be quite the same um, beyond this point as they were before. Yeah. And I think it's important to mark those endings when they happen. I mean, you can't, that's part of life, right? If you want to have a beginning, you've got to have an ending first, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's that bittersweet nature of this. It's like you can see what's ahead and what's possible, but it does mean leaving things behind. But, you know, you can't stay stuck in the past because what's your beautiful quote with that one, Cass, that you said on the last episode, I think? <laughs> if you do what you've always done, you'll get you'll like if yes. you what want, you've always yeah, got. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a big week of transition. Let the doors that need to close close, and allow yourself to sit in that liminal space as you get ready to to open a new door. Totally. So, yeah. anything coming up for you gals this week, other than what we've already discussed at the beginning of the episode, courses, things like that. Ah. Uh, no, I'm definitely in personal mode. I've actually got this week and next week off work. So uh, nothing to promote here at Myad. I mean, my online classes are always available for people who uh, like a self-directed training program. So maybe check some of those out. Uh, I should also mention that we have announced my next retreat, which will be in Palm Springs at the end of January 2020. So it's a year ahead uh, retreat. Uh, we'll, we'll meet Friday night for a drink and a, a social gathering and then two days training Saturday, Sunday. So the details for that you can find on the events calendar tab on my website or over on the Astrology University page. Uh, what do you each have going on this week? What about you, Cass? <clears throat> Uh, same as last week. I'm just working, working, working. There's a lot of things happening in the pipeline. It feels like I'm in that kind of eclipse kind of um, in between phase where there's a lot of things going on in the background. So um, I'm just really preparing myself for a huge second half of 2019. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> And I have finally got my, I think my calendar is opening up around now to have um, appointments. So yeah, if anyone wants to book in for appointments and I will be yeah, taking any last bookings for my pattern breaking workshop as well. That's going to be on Tuesday nights, Australia time. Um, that is starting next Tuesday, the 9th of July. So happy to have anyone along that wants to be part of that. Awesome. Sounds great. Fantastic. Okay. All right, gals. Well, I guess that's it. Happy eclipsing everybody and um, thinking of you all. Yeah. And we'll see you all next week. You will. Bye. See you later. Bye.